What's up, guys? Welcome back to the pod. Um, today we have a special guest on, but before getting into that, we want to do weekly updates because since we record once every two weeks now, I feel like more happens. A lot more accumulates, I feel like, than before. Before, like, this is one of the reasons why we wanted to do, like, bi-weekly because now we have more shit to talk about. Our lives aren't that interesting that we have yeah, shit so to talk we, about every week, so I'm like... You can you go know, first. Oh, I don't really have anything, no. Okay, my thing, I've been talking about it to Sam, literally I bring it up all week, is I started volunteering at a dog shelter. It's called Dog Tales in King City. And I just wanted to say a quick message. I'm not going to go too much into it because I can talk about this literally for like years about dogs. But I've learned that if you need a dog, I'm like advertising something right now. If you need a dog or like you're looking for a new dog, like adopt and don't shop. And I used to like, when people used to say that to me, I'd be like, no, if I want a dog, like I'll shop. But like i'll shop for a dog but the amount of puppies and i told sam so sam already kind of knows the amount of dogs like in this facility just waiting for homes it's actually so sad like i feel like it's actually right sad now. like i get emotional i don't really I, get emotional, i cry but... when i come back from this volunteer i'm like dude like i can't do anything but volunteer to help these dogs but anyways if you guys are interested on, in a dog or like looking for a dog dogtails.ca they got some cute ass dogs so that's my update one other update oh i'm not sorry one other update that we have is that we are doing the we said this last week briefly but now we have we it all put it? together Did I post it today? yeah i posted it oh dope. we're doing the keeping a cento christmas charity toy drive again so pretty much what it is is that we ask people to donate toys that are wrapped still so not used toys but toys gift cards personal development toys and books and stuff like that um so please if you are interested do that before december 10th yeah. And we're going to be donating to Sick Kids Hospital, Red Door Family Shelter, and then the, the Chum Christmas Wish. If you're so. not in the GTA, um, you can also, like, e-transfer us money and we can go pick something up for you. Obviously, we'll show you, like, proof of receipt and that proof that, like, we purchased it. Um, but, yeah, I think... Well, we're hoping it can be bigger than last year. Last year was a really good turnout, but, like, I feel like we've grown this community a bit, so I feel like we can really give these kids something to be excited about. Right. So, we do have a guest. Um, hello, Eric. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome, I Mm-hmm. yeah yeah we do it we did it last year and it was like it was nice to give back so we wanted to do it again this year um okay so we have eric here and a little backstory so eric and i connected on linkedin i think so um i liked one of your posts and i won't get too much into it because i kind of want you to get into it like if you feel comfortable but essentially the reason why i thought it was so interesting is because me and sam talk about this all the time on social media and i think on linkedin a lot of people just post their highs right like their professional career but they don't post how they got there or like the lows that came with it they just mm-hmm. post like oh i got 4.0 gpa and i got a promotion and this and that mm-hmm. that's kind of all i see on linkedin so your post was like refreshing to me and i was like damn like this just proves that people go through like literally ups excuse me ups and downs but no one really shows that and i loved how honest and genuine you were with it so if you can't like touch on who you are your post yeah, just get into it what you do yeah 100 percent, i'm absolutely and uh, you raise a really good point that I want to go back to, and that's with social media, we see a lot of just people's highlights, and we see that every day, and it can be so damaging to how we actually feel about ourselves. Yeah, a thousand percent. We're comparing our lows to someone else's highs, and it's it's never going to be comparable. Yeah. But beyond that, so to get back a little bit into what that post was, is my mic okay? It's bring it, bring it, bring it a little bit closer. Cool, cool. Is that a little bit better? Maybe a little bit closer. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Now bring it in. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, so that's good. That's good. Way better. Oh, okay. Okay. So getting back into yes. it, what that post was about, it was about my battle with opioid addiction and how okay. I was able to actually overcome that and 
where it brought me. So a little bit of backstory. I uh, where did I start? Um, probably about three years ago. So okay. I was addicted to uh, lean. Do you know what lean is? I don't know. To be honest, excuse my ignorance, but I honestly. I'm not sure that I, I, I hear know. about it in these like songs and like music videos, but I don't actually know what it yeah. is. So you touch on a really good point there, and that's actually a big part of where I got my curiosity to try it. Was hmm. we're so influenced by what we hear on a regular day, same with social media, and a lot of music really promotes it. Mm-hmm. So what my thing was was it was lean. Lean is basically just cough syrup, uh, Sprite, and Jolly Ranchers, and sometimes people throw other things in there. Okay, but that's like the basics of what it is okay and it's an opioid it's very similar to just something like taking pills so i was hooked on lean and i was popping pills at the time i was also doing other things like blow and a big part of what got me into that spiral was because i was really unhappy with who i was so i kind of discovered through that that well fitness is what was making me happy when i was feeling super down or feeling suicidal I would go and I would work out and I'd mm. listen to TED Talks while I did it. Mm. And it started this self-development journey, which eventually led me to discover, well, yo, if it worked for me, why couldn't it work for someone else, regardless right. of what they're going through? Because we all have demons. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's like really That's, inspirational. Like I like commend there, you for sharing that, a, honestly. Thank you. There's a lot packed in there too. Um, I want to, like, if you feel comfortable, like, yeah, go talking for it. About, Ask me anything. Again, excuse my ignorance. I... I don't know what it's like to obviously struggle with addiction personally, but I kind of want to know how how you were because we don't know you know you now. But what I know from you, just seeing you on Instagram and talking to you a bit these last couple of weeks, you're very like motivational and mm-hmm. positive, and like you wouldn't think that's that you went through something yeah, like that, you. right? <laughs> so when you were in like the runt of it, how how did you start to get out of, out of it? I know you said you touched on fitness, but tangibly, what did you do? Like, get up and go to the gym? Like, what did you tangibly do to get out of it? Like, your routine, yeah. I guess. Yeah, like, so, read book. Like, do you know what I mean? That's a great question. Okay. So, I think to, to get into that, I need to get a little bit more into the backstory of it. Yes, please do, yeah. So, okay, 100%. So, the reason that I started was I was just really unhappy with myself. Like, growing up, I was a kid who never had a lot of friends. I was mm. a fat kid. And then when I went to elementary, when I got to high school... I was the really skinny kid, like couldn't fill out a size extra small shirt. So I suffered with confidence issues for a really long time. And what ended up happening was because I felt so unhappy with who I was, I figured that, well, hey, something's going to make me feel better. And when I started to smoke, when I first started smoking weed, I became a lot more popular. I had a lot more friends. So it just kind of spiraled out of there. And I want to touch on that real quick. I don't believe in weed being the gateway. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say, so was weed like the gateway to that no definitely okay not. the gateway was insecurity mm. damn so, <laughs> so okay what what happened from there is i just started to look for things that would make me feel better about myself when i was upset and that led to a lot of discovery a lot of curiosity right so mm-hmm. and it started harmless enough shrooms acid stuff like that mm-hmm. and it started to develop into a lot more serious things and all that actually like tangibly getting out of that for someone who's in it what I feel is the where I was.
needed to make a fucking And I want to talk, just touch a little bit upon what you said about how your insecurity was against is like it's crazy because no one really thinks about it in that kind of way you know what i mean yeah no i i know exactly what you mean um so when you talk about sorry when you talk about routine i saw another post that you put on linkedin where it said um i'm gonna read it because i actually don't want to fuck it up (laughs) um okay so you're missed a day philosophy so you talked about how you miss a day no big deal get back into it but then it ends up being a spiral and our last episode was kind of about that about kind of being in you know a rut and how i was in that kind of mindset where i missed today and i was like i'll do tomorrow miss tomorrow i'll do the next day and it was just like keep going 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 so how does that resonate with you and your journey i guess to like be more positive and get better yeah, how so did it, the it, miss today philosophy it touches on uh, what i was doing with my live stream with uh, one of my training groups today so in terms of it like the words that we use with ourselves are so powerful and they have the power to influence everything both negative and positive so mm-hmm. like I'll do it tomorrow, for example. It's throwing it off. It's telling, it's giving yourself a really easy excuse. Mm-hmm. It's like, have you ever gone home and uh, maybe you want to do anything from like read to work out to literally anything and you said, oh, I'm too tired? All the time. You give yourself, <laughs> literally all the time. You give yourself an excuse, right? Mm-hmm. And when you have an excuse, it's really easy to not do something because you validated not doing it. Right. Right, and it can be the smallest thing, like, oh, I can't have to walk my dog, or I can't, I have to go to sleep because I have school tomorrow, and then the excuse is just popping up, and I feel like a lot of people think like that, like, they just think that one excuse can get them out of something, but it just turns into a bunch of excuses, and you never end up doing it. I agree. Um, Sorry, I know this is, like, going back and forth, but I want to circle back to the addiction. I feel like there's a lot more people than we think suffering from addiction that we don't realize and they might not actually realize you know what i mean like they aren't self-aware to the fact and i feel like you coming on here and just on linkedin or wherever in general talk openly talking about this is helping a lot of people so i'm wondering like in that kind of phase of your life how firstly how long did it last when you were really like in the runt of it i know you said like you got introduced to these things three years ago right i'd say probably a good at least a year maybe about a year and a half Okay, and was was there anybody in your life that you felt like was helping you get out of this or was it just you? Like, how did you feel comfortable opening up and coming out of it? Because I feel like that's, again, I've never had to deal with it, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that that's like one of the toughest parts. It's like, it's like telling your family or is your family supportive of you trying to come out of this phase? Do you know what I'm trying to say? I know exactly what you're trying to say. And you touched on something really interesting before. A lot of those people might not even realize that they have an addiction. Right. And I couldn't agree more because I didn't either. I didn't realize one until one day I wasn't having fun anymore. Mm. So were you just like doing, um, like popping the pills, doing the lean, all of this when you were partying, like on the weekends, and then eventually it was just like every single weekend or was it? So that's how it started. Okay. It started as more of a party thing and then it became an everyday thing. Okay. And I think I started to notice it was a problem when it became a morning thing. A morning mm. thing. So when it was okay. a morning thing. So you start your morning like doing doing this. Yeah, like that's okay. that's how I would start. Okay. Days for quite a bit, and like, there's a lot of days I don't remember. But I want to circle back to what you said mm-hmm. with the family. Mm-hmm. So for me, for example, 
my family didn't know until they heard it on my TED talk because I didn't say anything to pretty much anyone. I told like two, three people. I mostly suffered in silence. And I feel like that's what a lot Damn. of addicts do because, well, not only can it be a little embarrassing, but way past that, when you say it, it's real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you say it, you now have to face it because you've accepted that it's actually happening. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're like hiding in the back of your mind because you don't want to think that it's real. That's so true. And like all that, that whole time, it's almost like so sad that that whole time you're kind of internalizing it and you're just like living it's almost like you're living in autopilot, right? Like, you're just, like, waking up, you're fucking doing whatever, you're... And no one else knows about it. Like, that's that kind of makes me sad to think about that, like, people actually go through that, you know what I mean? Well, you know what? I'd say a lot more people do than we realize. Because, yeah. like, let's talk about autopilot for a second. Please. A lot of pe- I, I love talking about autopilot. <laughs> a lot of people live their whole lives on autopilot. Like, for example, a good amount of people, what do they do in the day? They wake up, they go to work, they come home, maybe they watch TV... They go on social media and go scroll through Instagram for an hour and a half. That's autopilot too, isn't it? Yeah, and then go to bed. And that's something that we also touch on a lot. It's like, what are we even really, like, do you ever sit there and think, like, what the fuck am I even doing? Yeah. Like, what am I doing? Like, you're you're waking up and doing the same things every day. And I feel like, again, I don't know, but when it comes to addiction, it's almost like you're trying to escape that, like, that, that life of just boredom and like the mundaneness of the everyday life you know what i mean and I, right, yeah. and I feel like also this touches on when we were talking about like people who have anxiety or depression you have you're waking up with like this like anxiety because you're about to face a day that was the same as yesterday and it's like you don't know how to get out of it and it's like a spiral you know what i mean I, I, yeah i get exactly what did you, you feel that way when you were kind of in the, the deepest parts of it i'd say that in terms of the like the waking up part and waking up feeling anxious or waking up and feeling like you don't want to do anything. I totally got that. I uh, There were a lot of days where I woke up and I just like, I didn't want to leave bed. And that's what I think one of the biggest things that people need to do when they're going through anything like that, when they are suffering, is to push themselves to get out of bed. Like the little shit mm-hmm. is really at the end of the day what makes the difference. Right? Like, did you get up? Did you shower? Mm-hmm. Did you spend two minutes doing something for yourself? Like, even if it's just having a coffee and being alone with your thoughts. Yeah. And you know what's weird? Like, people don't think that that's doing something for themselves. Like, people don't think that, like, sitting there just, like, literally two minutes, closing your eyes and just, like, being at peace with your coffee, like, is doing something for, for themselves. You know what I mean? Or they think it's a waste of time. They just think it's, like, I'm not going to sit here with my thoughts and just chill. You know what I mean? But you need that sense of peace. You know what I mean? And, and all this, like, madness, so I think. Yeah. Um, You're totally right. I agree with you. 100%. Yeah. I, okay, so I want to touch on the fact that you have started your kind of fitness brand and like this brand for yourself. Um, how did you get into that pretty much? I know that's a very broad question, but how did it go from you having yeah. fitness kind of as your savior, I want to say? Yeah, is that safe that, to say? That, that's safe to say. Um, to this being like your brand and like this is what you do on the daily like you help people through this too like your transition essentially from like this dark point to now you know you being an entrepreneur right S- successfully yeah yeah so in, in terms of it too i'll say a lot of it in the beginning was just a little bit of a let's call it blind luck and blind faith mm. i uh, i just ha- kind of thought to myself that like i said earlier hey you know what if i'm suffering and it helped me it's got to be bound to help someone who might not be in the same spot. Mm-hmm. So like maybe that thing that they're suffering with is anxiety or mm-hmm. maybe it's a lack of confidence. I deal with that a lot. Mm-hmm. People who just don't like themselves, but they might not necessarily not like themselves because they use drugs. They might just not be confident. Mm-hmm. And 
at the root of everything, I feel that that's what really affects us and that's what really determines our choices. Like, mm-hmm. Everything from like the car we drive to the clothes we buy to who we hang out with, a lot of it's impacted by how you feel about you. Yeah, 100%. And I also think that, I mean, fitness goes hand, like I've always been into fitness too and it's weird, like I never told you, I know I'm, uh, by the way, I'm doing his like two week challenge, but I never even told you this, but I used to actually train people too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't have my certification or anything. I don't know if that's even allowed. But, like, me and my friend used to train people. So I've always been into fitness. And I can relate to and attest to the fact that, like, even in my darkest times, like, when I wake up with that anxiousness, if I'm waking up and going to the gym, even if I'm doing a shit workout, even if it's a shitty-ass workout, it makes me feel better because I'm work. That's at least something that I'm working towards being my better self, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? 100%. Because everything else, like, I... Like, I honestly can admit that I do have a lack of confidence in other areas of my life. Like, even sometimes with this podcast, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, what the, like, what are we even, where is this going to go? You know what I mean? Like, imposter syndrome and all of that. So I can see how fitness and what you're doing really helps people because, like, they're in control of their bodies. So you bring up imposter syndrome, and that's a point I want to stick on for a sec. Because I felt that for a very long time. With this, with your business. Okay. With my business for a very long time because it kind of blew up really quickly. Because okay. I, so I'd started doing it, I, I'd, I've been personal training for about five years now. Okay, wow. okay. Yeah, so it's been a while. Also, so so when you ha- when you were going through addiction, you were also personal training yeah. still? So I, oh, okay. Yeah, I was doing it like out of a gym at that, to- at that time. Okay, got it. And I was just transitioning into doing it home. And then when the pandemic came around, I went online, right? Mm-hmm. And as I, probably about, let's call it six months, maybe less into being online, I went from having like... Eh, around like five-ish clients to i'm averaging about like 30 damn so and it went it was a really quick change it was mm-hmm. like five 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 twenty mm-hmm. like, damn and now and you're like, like hey what do i do, this? What do, you do? <laughs> exactly it's like now i have all these people i'm managing and I, for a little bit when that first happened i wasn't able to step into myself yet i was sitting there thinking like damn am i worthy of helping this many mm-hmm. people like am i mm-hmm. capable and when i did that i noticed that i wasn't able to help them as well as i could so I really need to just, yo, get out of my own fucking way yeah. and step into it because these people rely on me now. You know what's so weird that I'm noticing just as our episodes go on? A lot of people say this, like, that they need to get out of their own way. Yeah. Do you realize that? Yeah. Like, I like what you just said by, like, stepping into yourself. I think that you can apply that to anything. Even us here, like, step into us, like, just say, yeah, I'm a podcaster, even though that sounds so weird to we, say. No, you we know like, what I mean? to, like, sometimes we meek ourselves. Uh, we said this in our last episode, but, like, family and friends, like, how's your podcast? We'll just be like, yeah, it's good. But we don't really say, like, what we're doing, like, who we are, like, how we, you know, created it because we're just scared we have imposter syndrome where like well who really are we to be like podcasters or have a podcast so i can relate to that like a hundred percent yeah that makes sense to me and like i think the other thing there too is that sometimes we're almost a little bit embarrassed about yes. where we are yes. and where we're going because like especially you guys will relate to this really well because you guys put out content mm-hmm. anytime that you're creating something and it's literally just your ideas and yourself being translated it could be a little embarrassing to admit that you're doing it at first yeah. because we're worried about being judged yeah right and even with like your business you're essentially branding yourself like people have to like you to want to train with you so you're selling yourself it's like as well we're not selling like a product necessarily we're selling our service or like who we are so i get what you mean when we have to create like tiktoks or reels to blow up or you know to get followers we're kind of like you know what are we even like really doing like it's kind of embarrassing for real but But i think at the end of the day you just need to be yourself because when you're yourself that's what attracts like-minded people you know what i mean if you're fake you're gonna 
attract people that you don't actually want you to be following you you know what i mean like you don't want the you're not going to want to attract clients that are not gonna train the way that you're trying to get them to you need coachable people right like if if you're yourself you're gonna attract those coachable people that genuinely want to listen to you so you touched on a lot of really fucking (laughs) but the one i kind of want to rock with for now is that in terms of like getting clients something i realized in the beginning of this when i had those five clients those five clients those five clients Mm -hmm. was that i was trying to get clients and that's why i wasn't succeeding Mm -hmm. because my intention wasn't in the right place i started this to help people when i got away from it I wasn't helping people anymore. So how would people come to me to be helped? Exactly. Right? I needed to step back into why I actually started it and yeah. what my actual purpose with it was. I and this, love that, yeah. Yeah, and the second that, that I started sense. getting back into I actually want to help people, I want to make people feel fucking great every time they exit the house or whenever they get changed or whatever it is, Yeah. it completely changed the game. That's really, damn, setting intentions. That's really insightful. That's like, you know, everyone talks about setting intentions, but that's actually showing it come into action because I feel like if you're always focused on the materialistic, like, oh, like in your case, like I need like all these clients because it's going to make me so much money. It's going to give me so many followers. Like, you're right. You're going to attract the wrong energy. But as you just said, because you genuinely want to help people, those people who want the help are going to naturally come to you. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. It's the law of attraction. (laughs) Yes. And it's it's also all about building relationships. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's what really matters. Like the, the money comes and the money goes and it's going to happen no matter what. Right. Although how can you have any kind of impactful change if you haven't had an impactful relationship? Yeah. And people want someone to train them that they trust, like with, you know, your opinion, they trust your opinion. You're literally helping them change their body or get to their goals. So they want someone who's you know honorable with that. So I also just want to, before you move on to that next bit of questions, I also want to say that like, just for everyone listening to you, that's the main reason why we started the podcast as well is to make connections like you like we have podcast we have so many podcast friends now like we have you you're on the podcast now we know a trainer we know some you know what i mean if anyone ever wanted us to recommend them a trainer or someone to get coached we can recommend you or like we have this one guy that we're friends with from london england he recently came to toronto and we went out with him like downtown toronto and i think that's so sick and you're right that's if you focus on what you truly came here to do then you're going to succeed and i just want to touch on that because i really relate that's awesome no i think that's a great point mm-hmm. and like in that like you, like you said not only were you able to build the relationship but i'm sure that was a really great podcast episode because you had a relationship exactly. right exactly no you're totally right i agree um so i want to talk a little bit about it's not really about well yeah it is we've kind of touched <laughs> upon this in a like a lo- episode a long time ago but i want to ask you as a trainer what are some of the biggest fitness myths that you see floating Ooh. around like social media that you just want to bust and you're like i have i have some of my own i have some too can i say mine first go for it mine are okay no shame against like fitness influencers or influencers but i think they put out sometimes when i feel like just they're sometimes mis they're not genuine in what they say because a lot of them have bbls a lot of them have i don't know they, they take stuff to get abs and i don't know what it's called what's it called is it creatine and that protein i don't know no, creatine, I don't know. creatine's actually pretty natural creatine's okay oh that's good the okay flat, Sub, the, let's just say the, supplements the flat know. tummy tea flat tummy tea exactly or or <laughs> or it's just plain genetics like they just have a big boobs big bum thicker body, whatever because i feel like a lot of these fitness influencers are promoting like the hourglass shape mm-hmm. big butt kind of thing um so that's my thing i think just fitness influencers in general are like a little bit misgenuine when they put out their information i couldn't agree more okay cool no go ahead go ahead okay okay so for me i think there's really two 
So for context, I largely work with women. Probably about 85% of my clients are women. Okay. And I pretty much mostly work in fat loss and weight loss. Mm-hmm. Probably 85% of my clients are in that boat too. So the, I think the two biggest things I see that I really don't like, you touched on one of them, is it not necessarily just the tease, but anything that's like, oh, do quick. Th- yeah, any like, quick oh, fix. do this and you'll get X result. Drink only my smoothies for a month and you'll become <laughs> yeah. 10 pounds lighter. Take apple cider vinegar shots every morning. And like, you know, these are all supplemental. Like they could actually supplement like the weight loss journey, but I don't think any one of these things is going to well, get you there. Yeah, well, that one's actually not that bad because at least it's not telling you like BS. That, okay, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think for me, the worst one, and I see it a lot and it's become very popular, is the 1200 calorie slash cut everything out diet. Uh, mm. And it's something you'll hear really frequently. Like maybe, for example, you've sat down like at work and you've talked to someone and they've said something along the lines of, oh, I need to stop eating bread. Oh, I need to stop eating insert snack here. Yeah. Oh, I need to stop eating this many calories. I need to cut down. They're at like 1200. Mm-hmm. And what I think is really, really dangerous about that is, A, it's not sustainable. And the number one aspect of any diet is it needs to be sustainable Mm -hmm. because whether a diet is too high in calories or too low in calories, you won't outwork a bad diet. It's going to still hurt your ability to make progress. And I'd actually argue the starvation diet is worse because not only are you still not going to lose weight and you're probably still going to gain it, but you're really messing up your metabolism. You're hurting your ability to lose weight in the future without having to do a full reset, which can be a big pain in the ass. But Outside of that, the other damaging thing, I think, is that it creates a really negative mindset in relationship with food. And again, it's only causing farther harm because now when you get into a real diet, one that let's go off like a regular calorie surplus diet or a calorie deficit diet. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get into that and your trainer tells you something like, hey, OK, so you're going to eat 1700 calories. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're like, hear, whoa. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, whoa, like, I can't do that. It's going to hurt my goals. Yeah. Right? It throws you off and making future progress. I agree. This is so true. So, sorry, guys. Yeah, go Okay, so um, back in quarantine. Um, I have a story, too, about what you just said. Like, that relates no, to No, I have, a, like, a personal story. So, I was, back in quarantine, I was trying to gain some weight. So, mm-hmm. I was looking at YouTube influencers. Like, you got to eat 2,700 calories. I was like, that, that's a lot, but I need to gain weight, so I got to do it. And I was stuffing food down my face, like... Like, I don't even, like, the most random shit, too. Like, I take, like, a bunch of nuts and put it down and just sit on my fitness pal to say that I've reached the.